His whole leg got twisted up under him, but it's looking like more ankle right now. I mean, it's so preliminary, there's only so much we know. But still, either way, now we have Zach Wilson out there for the Jets. Zach Wilson ban. And it's a 3 nothing Bills lead. Hey, Zach Wilson's been learning. He's got the tutelage of Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he's uh, been spending time, you know, hey. meditating on things, learning to grow up, be more mature, be a leader. Yeah. Right now, the, the going to see Barbie. Uh, going to see Barbie. You I know? wish I was doing promo for this game. I'd say, hey, kids, you thought Zach Wilson under Mike LaFleur was bad? Wait till you catch Zach Wilson under Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> Coming oh, to a theater if, near if you. If Rodgers can't get back on that field, he better at least be able to call plays tonight. I'll tell you that because I've seen Nathaniel Hackett call. We've all seen Nathaniel Here Hackett we have, call. We have seen Although, it. you know what, man? Oh, no, I know what you're going to do. Sean Payton. I knew it. I knew you were going uh, down this road. He kicked it onside. There was an onside kick opening play of the game. Didn't travel 10 yards. It was fun and Well, all. he did that before in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, it was the second half, but still. Now, I'm telling you guys. One Mike, of the easiest Ma bets was Denver Broncos under team total 23 and a half. You know why I'm really mad at myself? Because what? if I would have just waited. I could have gotten a five and a half or some dead ass number. No, I want the Jets. Oh, six but and I want, a half. But I want the Jets like seven and a half tonight with you Zach have to Wilson. Wait. Zach Wilson didn't look too terrible in the preseason. Now, if I'm coaching up Zach right now, I pull him aside and I say, hey, total's 39. We're going to want to stay even under that. We don't want to sweat tonight. We're going to need at least six receptions for Garrett Wilson tonight. Get the ball to your playmakers in space. Also, Aaron Rodgers doesn't get hurt. Not to blame anybody here, Nathaniel Hackett, Aaron Rodgers, whoever's calling the plays, Robert Sala. But Brees Hall. One carry, 26 yards, never been it. seen again. Right, so, yep. like, run the ball, man. I get you, uh, you know, made the deal for Aaron Rodgers, but run the ball when you're when your stud running back's back, averaging 26 yards per, per pop. Unreal. And they've been, they've been alternating Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook out there on the field. Oh, God. And yet Zach we're Wilson. still just not – I mean, they're throwing the ball. To, oh, Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, no Garrett Wilson, though. <laughs> I, know, I know. I need the Wilson to Wilson Lazard. connection. Yeah, Alan Lazard there. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is – the problem with this, and this is what makes, look, besides even just the storyline, I think just for the NFL, this was going to be a great game. This changes the whole narrative, and this changes the whole approach to this game, where everything we just said in the first hour of this show made sense given the information we had. Then Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, and it can throw everything out the window. And look, if Zach Wilson gets hot, look, Zach Wilson's mobile. The one advantage that he does have is he is athletic, and he can move around in a pocket that's going to be collapsing the entire night. Now they're giving Dalvin Cook at least a carry here, so they're trying to get the ball on the ground at least a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, th this game can go so many different ways depending on how Zach Wilson looks and what the coaching staff decides to just going to do. Right, and let's, like, forget or not forget that Zach Wilson, I mean, the beginning of the season – he, he was the starter. They were winning football games, not because of Zach Wilson. I'm just saying. I mean, he's he's not terrible. Mike Garofalo, by the way, has uh, Aaron Rodgers taken for x-rays. Ryan Clark, who's in the building. X-rays, that means non-ligament. That means bone. That's that means what I mean. Grown, They're checking grown. for and, a broken ankle. And yeah. that's what Ryan Clark tweeted out. Uh, he broke his ankle, and he's there in attendance right now so uh that's that's pretty concerning he so. very easily could have heard it from anybody that was there. i mean that's, what, right. that that's what six weeks eight weeks a broken ankle is actually better than a bad sprain. it's better or better than like a knee injury too yeah so but yeah that means i mean that throws a wrench into their entire first half of the season this really. is just like this yeah. this obviously affects uh the jet season right but it also affects the packers like we said they needed him to play i was it was 70 percent of his snaps to get the first round pick so now you traded away Aaron Rodgers, you might not end up getting a second first-round pick, which was the huge part of that deal. And then for the Jets, you're right back where you started with Zach Wilson, and you don't have a reliable backup. That's the other thing. Yeah. I mean, you got... Um, well, you cut Streveler. Tim, Tim, Doyle, Tim Boyle. 
There's Former another, Packers great. And another yeah, sack. Buffalo another, pass rush looks legit again. I mean, yeah. well, they just keep hitting. They just keep running around the blind side, and you can't see a thing. And then it happened. That's what got Aaron Rodgers hurt, and now Zach Wilson getting sacked. At least he was able to break away a little bit. And you talk about that Buffalo pass rush. Sal Capaccio, who came on on Friday, was like, listen, Leonard Floyd is going to be huge. He's going to really take pressure off of Von Miller when he comes back from injury. Look for him to wreak havoc. Boy, did we see that already. And that's already, that's basically what killed Aaron Rodgers. That was the ankle injury right there. So I guess at this point we'll sit here and wait. And uh, it's the end of the first quarter. It's 3-0 Buffalo, and we have no idea what else besides the information we've been given on Aaron Rodgers. So we're all sitting here and just wait. All right, hey, Scotty, do you want to play a little uh, little game? I hope you don't have any change my mind for Aaron Rodgers here because, well, everything's been changed at this point. No, you stay away from stuff like that. Um, 25 to 1 for whatever that's worth right now at Super Bowl. But that's sort of just a side, very, very, very small side story. AFC East obviously off as far as odds mm-hmm. go for the division. Uh, change my mind on a Monday. Let's talk about somebody else's quarterback. First impressions matter. Trista, we'll start with you. Joe Burrow, MVP, not looking good. MVP odds as of earlier today at BetMGM. Mahomes 6-1, Allen 6-1, Tua up to 8-1, Burrow 10-1. Change my mind. Burrow MVP, throw it away. I don't think anything's dead for, for Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow was right in the mix last season, and they started off slow. They went 0-2, like as you said, didn't score 30 until after week six. So if Joe Burrow is hot week seven through 17, and, and the Bengals are one of the best offenses in the league, and Jamar Chase is doing crazy things, and they're on a tear, and they're winning the division, and everybody's talking about them on ESPN and first take and yada, 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 then... Absolutely, but you don't want to bet it right now at 10-1. to 1. You want to bet at the bottom of, of Joe Burrow and his time with Cincinnati this year. So I would wait. I would wait till week three, week four. Maybe you can get a 15-1. to 1. Maybe you can get a 12-1. to 1. So that's what I would do. Don't think it's dead. Definitely wouldn't take it now, though. It's, it's, it's bad to even overreact to anything you see in week one. Yeah. But it was really bad what we saw from the Bengals week 80 one. 80 yards? 82 close. yards passing. I mean, it was atrocious. And, look, we talked about all that. There's a lot of factors there. I understand that. The reality of this is Joe Burrow's not going to be phased by this. He's got a short memory. He's got a lot of confidence. And he's somebody that's going to sit there and say, you know what? I don't care who's on the other side of the field. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be me. And that swagger, that confidence is what's made the Bengals what they are. I mean, that's what we saw really. At, forget his rookie year, throw it out, he got hurt. That first year, that year they went to the Super Bowl, they got there because of Joe Burrow, because of his just ability to make everybody. It's not at the level of Dion just yet, but it's pretty damn close with what he's been able to just accomplish with that team. I'm not worried about it, but I will say this. They are going to have to pick it up because you got a lot of really good quarterbacks right now in this league. And if Tua stays healthy, there's a chance Tua wins this. But Tua's obviously got to stay healthy. We saw what they did week one. A lot of good quarterbacks out there. So he will fall. And that's like you said, Trista, that's when you maybe jump on it over the next couple of weeks before we start talking about big problems. If that continues, I don't think that's going to continue, though they do start off slow. Yeah, they start slow. Uh, Joe Burrow, we don't know how healthy he is right now. You look at the schedule. If you're looking to do anything with the MVP market, I mean, they got a tough Baltimore defense, obviously, coming to town this uh, this Sunday. Then they get the Rams. We saw how dominant Aaron Donald obviously is. So if you want to buy in, maybe look around October because you get the Titans, that secondary. Still looks bad. You have the Cardinals after that, the Seahawks, who we might have been wrong about the Seahawks. It's early. And then, you know, the 49ers, but I would wait. And the thing about Cincinnati, like, really quick, I don't want to overreact to that loss yesterday, but the concerns are the defensive side of the ball. Like, they lost a lot in that secondary. And you saw it yesterday in Atlanta. Jesse Bates had two interceptions, had a forced fumble, which was huge in that game. 
And um, so that's that's my bigger concern. The defense, not Burrow. He'll be fine, man. He's just got to get himself healthy. And he wasn't out there all summer long, so he's also got to get himself back into football shape, I think. As we continue with Change My Mind on a Monday, a lot of, uh, lot of hooting and hollering. It, what was apparently some sort of a Buffalo turnover, maybe they blew the whistle because the uh, forward motion was stopped. Yeah. And then the ball came out. So I think that's what everybody was screaming about. Like he's down, yeah. But, yes, no, no play-by-play without the express written consent, obviously. <laughs> uh, change My Mind. Ryan, we'll start with you. Last night was more about Dallas's elite defense and maybe the weather than the Giants' struggling offense. NFC East odds as of earlier today. Philly minus 120 to take. Dallas minus 140. Washington plus 1,400, and the Giants now 16-1. to 1. I think it says a little bit about both, like not to give a cop-out answer, I just because I have really big concerns about the Giants' offensive line. That was the big concern, you know, in training camp, is that they don't have a left tackle that could play at the NFL level. Uh, so I worry about the offensive line because Daniel Jones isn't good enough to play behind a crappy offensive line. They don't really have the weapons. Saquon couldn't really get anything going last night. They don't have a good enough defense. Um, but, man, like, I think Dallas is legit. I think that's a top-five defense. That could be the best defense in the NFL. That pass rush, the secondary. Uh, I mean, Trayvon Diggs was making plays. And I know Stephon Gilmore is another year older, but he looked really good last night. So I think Dallas's defense is for real. I think the Giants might be in big trouble, and they're going to have to get some offensive line help. Um, or they might end up like the Jets here. The Cowboys' defense has been a defense that loves to generate takeaways. And since 2021, when Dan Quinn took over, they've got 10 defensive touchdowns. They've had 22 games out of 35 total games with multiple takeaways. That's three more than any NFL team. This pains me to say this as a Commanders fan, though I know the standards are much lower for my team. But my God, the Cowboys' defense is really good. And they're really fast, and they are elite. And if they're going to go after quarterbacks... Every single week. Now, they're going to face better offensive lines, so they're not going to have the same results. You're not going to have the same slippery conditions. You're not going to kill them with a block punt return for a touchdown that kills all momentum and all confidence in the Giants, which we clearly saw. But the reality of it is the Cowboys may end up being the best defense in the NFL. Now, they may be a little bit of a, you know, you you have some of these, like, there are cornerbacks in the NFL that get a lot of, like, um, D'Angelo Hall was always like this. He'd go out and he'd get a lot of picks, but he'd also get beat. Josh Allen's going deep. Did Josh Picked Allen just off. get picked? Josh Allen just That was a horrible throw. Doing? I don't know what he was doing. No one near him there. But, yes, Trista, your Cowboys defense is good, and it makes me sick to say it, but I, I, I got to give them credit where credit's due. They look damn good. Yeah, Jonathan Hankins was all over mm-hmm. the backfield yeah. all day. He came from Indy, and I forgot he was even there. <laughs> Actually played for the Giants for, I want to say, three, four years. He looked insane. Demarcus Lawrence, he ended yeah. up cutting his hair off. Demarcus Lawrence with short hair is an absolute gremlin. I, I, I mean, Micah Parsons was still Micah Parsons. So, yeah, like, we thought to ourselves, could the Cowboys lead the league again for the third straight year in takeaways? Everybody said it wasn't possible, that there might be some sort of, like, regression. No, there is no regression. They sacked Daniel Jones seven times, had a, d- a defensive touchdown to start the first drive of the, of the year. And boy, oh boy, do I feel the most optimistic that I can, given the fact they hung 40 and Dak Prescott did not a damn thing. And that's, yeah. it, it, listen, if the, that defense, might be the game plan this if, year, the, you know? if the defense keeps him off the field or at least keeps him from being in a position where he's got to win them football games, he's not going to throw picks, he's not going to have turnovers, and then this offense is going to look really good in Dallas because they'll just hand the ball off to Tony Pollard, and th- there you go. Then you're going to have the, the if, Mike McCarthy offense. If you, you own Dallas fantasy players, though, it's going to be a rough ride. It's going to be a rough yeah, ride. Yeah, yeah. CeeDee Lamb may uh, may not put up the, the numbers Unless that it's you Tony expect Pollard. this year. Unless it's Tony Pollard. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
Well, listen, my only thing is, like, if Tony Pollard gets run into the ground, like, what happens then? Like, what if he gets hurt? They just don't have the depth there. That still concerns me with it. All right, another hour coming up. More reaction. Monday Night Football.